0: Hi there, welcome to the latest edition of the Believe Equestrian podcast. I'm losing my voice, so I hope you can bear to listen to me croaking all the way through. Um, I really wanted to talk today about um, something that I was listening to on another podcast that I thought was really interesting and something that we could relate to our situation with our horses. It's a chap called Jim Quick who's really interesting Um, and he was talking about methods, mindset and motivation being the formula for success. So I'd been thinking about all these things and I thought actually the first thing we need to do is define success. What does that actually mean? So you might have heard me talk about this on other podcasts but a few years ago I did um, a course. It was a foundation course in... um, psychology for equestrian coaches and part of the exercise was we had to do this success timeline like our biggest successes over our lives. So um I started off when I was young um rode for my country that was a big success. Ran the London Marathon ran the Paris marathon got my degree um what else did I do? Um got a post postgraduate diploma, got a job All these things that were sort of defined as successes. And then there was a massive gap on my timeline. There was like, hang on a minute, I've not achieved any successes since I had the children. What's that all about? So you can see what the problem is here. Like My definition of success, I didn't take into account that I'd nearly died in labour twice and brought these two wonderful creatures into the world um, and raised them to being seven and nine and the two lovely little girls and managed to do keep the house tidy and <laughs> all these things that we have to do when we're parents and um, that didn't even register on my success scale and then I thought to myself oh well I ran the park run um, a few weeks ago, it's the first time I'd run 5 kilometers all the way around without stopping but I can't put that on my timeline because I've run 2 marathons so running the park run, that's a bit naff in comparison so I actually got really down in the dumps after doing that exercise, which I'm sure wasn't the purpose of it at all but it really brings into the forefront of my mind that success is a dynamic thing <coughs> excuse me And it changes during the seasons of our lives So we're very different when we're young and free and single To what we are when we become parents Or when we enter the world of work Or when we enter middle age And we have to adjust our success criteria accordingly Just like when we're going out and training the animals If it's windy We might drop our criteria for success for the horses We wouldn't expect the performance to be at the same level As it would be on a nice um, sunny day So I had to start to say to myself, right, is my ladder up against the right wall? Is this what, what I'd previously defined as success, like riding at Pre St George and competing and winning and riding big warm bloods? Is that actually what success is for me now? And over the last few years, as I've learned more about training and um, how to train the horses and the dogs, actually I'm starting to feel that. Um, the journey is much more enjoyable than the destination Um, and that might mean for you that you might have to make some tough decisions so for me I don't think riding is what is where it's at for me anymore you know I've bought myself happy blessing to try and get going again with my riding but I get just as much if not way more pleasure working with them on the ground so before we start to think about our formula for success, just check that your ladder's up against the right wall and define what success is for you. And that might not be a sit down and work it out in one session type uh, thing. That might be over weeks or months or in my case, years. And and now I feel like um, I'm progressing again and I, I am feeling and I'm experiencing success for the first time probably since I had the children. So just have a little pause and think about what is success before we carry on with the rest of the podcast. So on to the first M then, onto methods. So we have to ask ourselves if we're not getting the success that we want, what methods are we using? Are they working? Why aren't they working? And we need to constantly keep that under review. There's so much information out there now on podcasts, on YouTube. Um, There's no excuse for like where we were, I don't know, when I was a kid and all we had was a a book club and uh, sending stamped addressed envelopes out to get information (laughs) that used to take forever. Um, Literally, we've got the world at our fingertips and we can be open-minded about the methods that we're choosing rather than just saying, oh, we're doing that because that's the way that we've always done it. Um And investing that time into ourselves and into our horses to learn a better way, so for example, I understand how to train an animal now way more than I ever did. um I actually understand the principles of learning theory and how to train the horses and the dogs. And hopefully in a year's time, I'm going to know even more. And in 10 years' time, I'm going to have made loads more mistakes. I'm going to have experimented with lots of more different types of horses, dogs, people, and learn even more. But I want to constantly say to myself, is what I'm doing working? And if not, can I do it a different way? That constant questioning. And when we're actually in the moment training... If the animal doesn't understand, I always say to myself, how can I make this clearer? How can I make this easier for them to get a yes answer? And I might not get that, I might not find that nugget right there and then in that moment, in that training session. But if I come away with a question in my head, how can i help this animal understand this how can i get to the next level i'm going to ask somebody i'm going to look on youtube i'm going to look into all the online courses that i'm subscribed to i'm going to pick a book up i'm going to find the answer um so that's the the first thing the methods and all these are interlinked as well you'll see that i'm going to sort of come back on myself from one m into another m in a moment so we're going to go on to motivation next now I remember having, a, even sort of a year ago, when I had two horses, I'd be absolutely drained after I'd trained the first one because I was learning something so new when I was unlearning a lot of things as well, that after training one, I didn't have the mental energy, the mental capacity to get the other one out and train them as well. And I kind of noticed today that I feel very, very different about that now. I'm loving my training so much. It's almost a treat to go into the arena with the horses or the dogs and train with them. So what's changed? Where's that motivation come from? So I think the f- the first thing is it's not so much of an effort for me. You know, when you're learning to drive, it's a real big effort um, because you, you're really conscious about, you know, putting your foot on the clutch and da-da-da-da-da. Whereas I'm not quite as um, conscious about what I'm doing now. So it's it's less draining. Um, and I think secondly, when you start to feel progress, that's hugely motivating as well. And the initial stages of training any animal are very repetitive, very boring. And you might not feel like you're making progress if you can't see sort of to the top of the staircase um, if you're just sort of taking the first baby steps and you can't see the bigger picture to where you're going so you kind of think oh what am I doing why am I doing this none of it's really making sense and that can actually be quite demotivating so um, really defining to ourselves what are the little wins today um, so we can tick them off and no matter how small so we feel like we're progressing and we can keep ourselves going in those early stages and then secondly, like the feelings and emotions. So some feelings like frustration and anger. So I never I never particularly feel angry towards my animals, but I very often feel angry towards myself. Angry for feeling frightened, angry for not progressing at the rate that I believe that I should be progressing at, and so on and so forth. So these um, emotions like that can be extremely demotivating. So when we start to recognise that actually... I like to say, emotion. an emotion is just like a balloon. It's not the behavior or the situation that's the problem. It's our feelings about them, and that's like a balloon. And we can literally just let it go. So when we can sort of take a step back and say, Oh, the fact that I can't get this counter-transition or whatever is not the problem. It's my frustration about it that's the problem. We can literally just blow our balloon away, let it go... ...and go back to that problem-solving that I was talking about in the first thing. What are my methods like? Can I try a different way? Um, Do I just need more time? Asking better questions. Um, And finally, something that I'm finding hugely motivating at the minute is um, I have put my head above the parapet and created this online course which is a 30 day liberty challenge following myself and Happy, basically starting from scratch um, for 30 days trying to get to the point where we can work at liberty and because I've made a promise to people because uh, people have bought it I'm having to go out there and make videos like today it was windy I probably wouldn't have done that um Had I not made a promise that I've got to get these videos recorded. And lastly, TikTok. Um, I've just just discovered TikTok. Apparently, us middle-aged folk are the fastest growing demographic on TikTok. It's not for teenage girls anymore, so I'm told. Um, And I am loving it. I'm putting short clips of me training the horses, the dogs. I've even started training the cat on TikTok so I come out in the morning and I think right I've got to do something entertaining um, for my little videos and it, so it's pushing me with, to get out there in the first place but it's also pushing me to be a bit more creative and, and what can I do in my training to push it on to the next level so using external motivators like that with a little bit of accountability or a little bit of fun can be hugely motivating And when I'm reviewing the videos, when I'm doing all the voiceover and the editing for this 30 day challenge that I'm doing, I've also noticed something else. Because I'm watching really closely what I'm doing um, with myself, my own body position and with Hafei because I'm, I'm literally watching this video and he's being good as gold, I'm actually starting to believe that he is good as gold and he's not going to run me over and that actually I'm not doing a bad job. So I'm actually reprogramming my brain by watching, instead of the negative images that I would probably play to myself in my own head about, oh, this could happen and he could spook and that could happen. I'm actually watching all this positive stuff every day. I'm watching sort of 10, 15 minutes of me doing some decent work. Which brings me back into a loop, back to methods. So reviewing yourself on video is so powerful. So I watch um, a lady called Susan Garrett. She's a, an incredible dog trainer. Look her up on YouTube. She's got a great podcast as well if you're interested in dog training. But a lot of the things she say applies to, to horse training and dealing with other human beings as well. Oh, my voice is going. And she has a mentor called Bill Bailey. And she says he reckons that the biggest advancement in animal training in recent history is the advent of the smartphone because we can literally prop it up somewhere, video ourselves, and watch it back, and it's amazing what you can pick up: your timing, your body positioning, um, at the timing of your cues, the timing of your release. Um so it's massively massively helpful so try and find time to stick that into your methods for success Um, and then finally we've got mindset so a mindset is an outlook philosophy values your frame of mind it's basically your way of thinking and your way of thinking influences how you feel and how you behave and that can have a direct effect on your success so I've talked about beliefs before in the podcast and a few of my limiting beliefs, but you can also start to to reframe um, reframe things as well. So I might believe that um, you know I'm not brave enough to be to be good with my horses, but actually, over the years, I've started to see my lack of confidence as a massive asset because whilst I might not progress as fast as somebody else. And, I, you know, I'm never going to be a professional horse trainer and taking other people's horses in. My lack of confidence forces me to be a little bit more intelligent in my training. And it forces me to look for more solutions and problem-solve more. Which is really valuable then to pass on to other people who might be in the same position as me. And to actually make it really clear to the horses what I want without having to really like increase my level of um what's the word I'm looking for? Force isn't the right word, but you know, without having to escalate my cues and my asks more than um I'm comfortable with really. So that takes us to a sort of fixed versus a growth mindset. So fixed mindset oh my voice is going. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So A fixed mindset is where you think, oh, I can't do that. I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm rubbish at maths. I'm rubbish at jumping. I'm never, never going to be able to do that, whatever your personal thing is. Versus a growth mindset, which is, I can't do that yet. And when we open up that possibility that there is a yet in the future, it it starts to open the door to us asking the questions that i was talking about well how can we make it possible what are the methods and the motivation that we need to help to make this happen um and one of the ways that they talk about developing a growth mindset in children is praising the effort not the results so we call this process praise and that takes me right back to what i was saying at the beginning That when you define what your little wins are and you actually praise yourself for them and you you recognise them and and acknowledge your achievements, you're actually starting to build yourself a growth mindset. So just to sum up then before my voice completely dies, um, ways to develop a growth mindset, other ways, like we said, focus on the journey, enjoy the journey and incorporate the word yet so my daughters always say something like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm no good at drawing. You're no good at drawing yet," you know. I don't shy away from um, um, the fact that <laughs> they might not be particularly good because I want to emphasise that they've got to put the work in. I don't know. You might have seen a a video on uh, on my Facebook or my Instagram with my daughter doing the stop with Ella. So she was lunging around and she popped the stick up in the air and uh and the pony stopped and she was like oh mummy it's a magic wand i was like no it's not a magic wand that's the hours and hours and hours of training that i've put in so you know things don't just happen overnight we've got to work at them so you know the caption i put on that video was the moral of the story is don't go looking for the magic wand put the work in so you know and not shying away from saying to the kids well you know yeah it's not brilliant yet but the more you practice." The better it'll get um and pay attention to the words and the thoughts that you have um so if you catch yourself saying i can't do it or um i'll never be able to do it just challenge yourself see if you can reframe it and take on challenges so still guard your worry bucket make sure that you're not you know taking yourself up to that threshold and filling the worry bucket with a challenge but just little things how can you challenge yourself every day um like like i say this 30 day liberty challenge is a brilliant example for me it's really pushing me and embrace the mistakes like don't be scared to make mistakes i always say when when we like literally dare to cock it up and then laugh and say well what can i do differently next time how can i do it better next time so i hope that's been useful i'd love to hear what your definition of success is um and how you're going to work on it going forwards in the future and if i can be of any help there's the 30 day liberty challenge um, that you can find on my website which you can jump into at any time you don't have to follow along with us there is also the rider confidence course on there too so you can help work on that mindset and uh, yeah anything else just give me a shout Thank you for listening to the Believe Equestrian podcast. You can find out more information on my socials at Believe Equestrian or on my website believeuk.co.uk. See you next time.